Welcome to a very chilly UK. A Christmas tradition here on the phone show, though we haven't got the tree up yet, so make the most of this. Here's my considered top five phones factoring in value as well as absolute functionality and future proofing. I try to provide as much variety as possible, though the last 12 months have made me lose confidence in a number of smartphone makers, which cuts down the choices, as it were. Now, we've obviously lost LG completely and Huawei, at least outside China. I've lost confidence in Motorola, the dependable mid-range and budget king from a few years ago, amidst a flurry of uninspiring phone releases and erratic support. I've lost confidence in Nokia, as in its HMD global form after broken promises, them giving up on Android 11 completely on the premium priced Nokia 9 PureView, and again the string of uninspiring and overpriced mid-rangers. There are the wealth of BBK Group phone makers, of course, Oppo, Vivo, Realme, but actual release and support in the West, here in the UK certainly, is all over the place. And you're at the mercy of whatever the companies decide to do with your data or with updates. Often decent handsets, but rightly or wrongly, I really have confidence in the future, which is why these brands devalue hugely after purchase should you want to sell them on. See PSE classifieds for examples of those. Also part of BBK effectively is OnePlus, and they do sell and offer support in the West. But despite their oft-quoted motto of never settle, all I've seen them do in the last five years is settle. So we lost card expansion, the audio jack, fast capacitive fingerprint sensors, and now we're losing Oxygen OS itself. Always a helpful Android skin since Oxygen OS 12, about to be released, is effectively a tweaked version of BBK's Colour OS and is apparently a disaster. I think they should change their motto to, we always settle, or we always compromise. This lack of control in their own destiny has meant that OnePlus can really be bundled in now with the other BBK group manufacturers with the same possible downsides. Now we almost made it to a Steve top five without anything from Samsung and last spring's Galaxy S21 Ultra C Phone Show 415 is still a top recommendation, especially if someone's looking for loads of zoom from their phone camera. This started at £1,200-ish, depending on spec, but you can now find them around 900 and the Ultra is still worth it, I reckon. And no, I didn't forget Google and its new Pixels, but uh, as covered in my recent Pixel 6 Pro review and Phone Show 433, Google still doesn't really know what it's doing in terms of making phones. And despite the glorious support, which you'll need, the new Pixels are filled with compromises, only some of which can be fixed in software. I also didn't forget folding phones, which are getting better, more reliable and more mainstream. But we're still a year away from these making a Steve Litchfield top five, I reckon. There are just still too many caveats, long-term reliability and price, mainly. And talking of folding, Microsoft at last gets a mention in the bubbling under section here with the Surface Duo 2. Although it had a mountain of obvious caveats, notably lack of waterproofing and no chi charging, I so love my time with the Duo 2 that I'd love to recommend it, but I just can't. Not at getting on for £1,500. And number five, Samsung Galaxy A52s. Oh yes, Samsung, gorgeous displays, distinctive One UI front end and software suite, camera images that have been edge enhanced to oblivion, but let's not go there again. Even though I do think Samsung has made some dodgy decisions in terms of its flagships, <coughs> ultrasonic fingerprint sensors, telephoto cameras, which actually aren't, Ditching microSD, ditching audio jacks, I can feel an angry rant coming on. Last year's 
Galaxy S20 FE here is still a good shout, a great shout, and often seen well below £500 now. Perhaps an even better shout is the new A52S though, which you can think of as an S20 FE without the three times telephoto and without Qi charging, but adding back in the 3.5mm audio jack, woohoo, and having an extra year of software upgrades and support, and pertinently coming in £150 or so cheaper. At number four, the Xiaomi Poco F3. £290 when I saw it, but snap it up like a shot if you see a flash sale. I did review the Mi 11 Ultra in Phone Show 429. It's terrific, but it feels somehow wrong to pay £1,000 for a Xiaomi phone. I'm sorry, it just does. You see, where Xiaomi scores big is in the budget end of the spectrum. Exactly where other manufacturers stumble, Xiaomi excels. Now, admittedly, the Redmi Mi Note 10 F3 Pro 5G Lite or whatever is somewhat confused between any one of up to 10 other phones with similar names. But the good news is it doesn't actually matter which sub £300 Xiaomi you buy, it'll be decent, very decent. Now, I've picked out here the Poco F3 because of its fast Snapdragon 870 chipset and its lovely AMOLED screen, but it was something of a toss-up between the aforementioned 10 other models. The main decisions are around screen tech and presence of card expansion. So just visit me.com and see what flash sales they have on. Last weekend, the Poco F3 was 249, for example, terrific value. But the prices on all the Siamis are up and down like a yo-yo, day by day. So just seize the opportunity as and when. At number three, the Apple iPhone 13 mini. So many smartphones are now huge as we go into 2022. And while I enjoy a larger screen for media, classic portability has been lost. And if you do try and go small to fit into any pocket, you're usually down to a feature phone level in terms of speed and functionality. Not so this iPhone 13 mini, which is only fractionally larger than and with similar flat-sided metal design to the classic iPhone SE from 2016. Yet with the amazing sensor shift main stills and video camera from the iPhone 12 Pro Max filming this. It's in this tiny thing. It's got the same super fast A15 chipset as all the larger iPhone 13s. It's got the MagSafe Qi charging, the same screen quality and iPhone experience, just smaller, a lot, a lot smaller. Now, perhaps the 5.4 inch screen is not the best for an immersive Netflix experience, but the mini is simply incredible for what it offers and it can fit in absolutely any pocket, whatever you wear. Now, at number two, the Sony Xperia 5 Mark III, along similar lines to that iPhone 13 mini, but this time in the Android world, the Xperia 5 range is diminutive. Wrap your hand right round it so easily, very secure, yet offers flagship internals, blindingly fast, the super front-facing speakers and game-changing dynamic vibration system, plus that interesting dual zoom factor telephoto system, so covering all ranges that you're likely to need, plus some really high-end pro imaging software in which you can tweak almost everything. Now this being Sony, you get all the tech stuff that other manufacturers have forgotten. So 3.5 mil audio jack, present and lovely, card expansion, shutter button, notification LED, enough to bring a warm glow to this geek's heart. The only two catches are the price, which is a little high at 900 pounds. You're paying for Sony's name here, Apple style, I think. And the lack of cheap charging, though you can get a trivial 10 pound add-on coil from Amazon. Now appropriate for my number one pick is the number one request from all phone users to have longer battery life 
And Apple delivered in spades with the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Yes, it's large, but I've been living with the 12 Pro Max for a year now, and I, I do appreciate the extra screen real estate and possibilities. Yet this takes the 12 Pro Max and quite literally adds a real world extra 20% screen on time. Over 10 hours is common, 10 hours screen on time on one charge for just a fraction of a millimeter extra thickness. That's really impressive. Add in just about the best tuned phone camera system on the market, though admittedly the smaller 13 Pro, i.e. no Max, if you don't need all that battery, is also a good shout. Add in a glorious display in all light conditions, the usual stainless steel frames, ceramic shield glass, incredible durability and waterproofing. Then there are the excellent speakers and, well, hey, it's another iPhone. Updates and support for five, six or even seven years, potentially until 2028. This is the iPhone 13 Pro Max. On balance, it's my number one pick.